0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: I walked up the familiar pathway of my parents' house and knocked on the door. A few seconds later, the door opened. Who are you? I'm your daughter.
3: What? We don't have a daughter.
2: But before I go on, make sure you like and subscribe and hit that notification bell or you may end up in a new universe. I have such fond memories of my school days. I never seemed to have a care on the world. I found school quite easy and sailed through all of my exams. I had lots of friends and my social life was hectic. But the best thing about school was the day I met Edward. Edward is the love of my life. I remember the first time I saw him walking down the school corridor towards me. My heart literally skipped about 10 beats and butterflies danced in my stomach. He smiled at me and I smiled back. Oh my God, does he? Does he like me? Did he feel it too? That instant spark? I was starting to believe in love at first sight. But then he was suddenly surrounded by a group of girls and they were all giggling at something he had said. I frowned. Of course he's not going to want to go on a date with me. Why would he when he obviously has his pick of the girls? I turned and began to walk off, but as I did, I heard my name.
3: Hey, Trisha.
2: I turned around. It was Edward. How did he know my name? Had he... had he asked those girls for my name? Hi.
3: I was wondering if you would maybe wanna, I don't know, hang out sometime?
2: I was shocked beyond belief. Talk about cutting it to the chase. This guy didn't lie. Um, y- yeah of course.
3: Great.
2: When Edward turned away, I could see the other girls staring at me. Their faces were a mixture of envy and hatred, especially from Patricia. She had never liked me from the first day we met. I had seen the way she looked at Edward. It was obvious that she liked him, too. I put the girls out of my mind as I walked along the street with Edward later that evening. We didn't stop chatting all the way to the cafe. And when Edward walked me home after, I wasn't at all surprised that he asked,
3: "Trisha, do you want to hang out this weekend? I've had so much fun chatting with you.'
2: "'Yes, that sounds like a great idea.'
3: "'There's a movie that I've been waiting to see. I'll get a couple of tickets.'
2: I was hoping that Edward might kiss me when he said goodbye, but he just waved
3: see you at school tomorrow
2: the weekend came and i met edward at the cinema edward had bought tickets for the back row that had to be a good sign i knew that all the young couples wanted to sit in the back row the movie started and it wasn't long before i felt edward's arm go around my shoulders my heart started beating so fast i felt sure he would be able to hear it i could hardly concentrate on the movie i was so excited and nervous when the movie finished we left the cinema and walked home edward kept his arm around me all the way We were about 10 meters from my house when Edward suddenly stopped and turned to me.
3: Tricia, you know I really like you.
2: I like you too, Edward.
3: No, I mean really. I want you to be my girlfriend.
2: I couldn't believe my ears. All my dreams had come true. I would love to be your girlfriend. Edward bent down and kissed me on the lips. The moment couldn't have been more perfect. It was as though Cupid's arrow had shot me straight through the heart. Edward and I hardly spent a day apart for the rest of high school. There were times when other girls tried to steal him away from me, but he was always loyal to me. I knew that I could trust him 100%. When we graduated from school, it seemed the obvious step to move in with each other. We loved each other so much and didn't want to spend a moment apart. We found the perfect apartment and made it our home. Now the next chapter came where we had to start looking for career paths. I applied for a job interview at a pretty big magazine company. I arrived at the office, and the receptionist called me over. They're interviewing someone else at the moment. We won't keep you long. I knew that it wasn't going to be easy to get this job. There would be loads of great candidates, probably better qualified than I was. I was sitting there, trying to look up great answers to the questions I imagined they would ask me. When the door opened, and Patricia walked out. Trisha, what are you doing here? I've got an interview. Oh, don't waste your time. They pretty much said that I have got the job. Luckily, the secretary came to my rescue. You can go in now. I stood up and pushed past Patricia. Excuse me, I have my interview now. As I walked into the room, I could hear Patricia talking to the secretary. I wasn't sure what she said, but she was definitely talking about me. She's probably trying to sabotage my chance at this job. The fact that I knew that Patricia would do her best to stop me from getting the job made me even more determined to make a good impression. I sailed through the questions gave the smartest answers and asked important questions myself. Well, you are definitely the best candidate we have seen. I don't think we need to wait any longer. We would like to offer you the job. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I won't let you down. When I got home, I told Edward the good news and he was so pleased.
3: I knew you could do it, babe. I'm so happy for you.
2: I loved my job and it kept me really busy. At first, Edward was fine with me being at work all the time. But after a while, he began to get annoyed
3: do you have to work this weekend we never spend any time together anymore you're always working
2: I'm sorry I've just got some really important stuff to get done I'll make it up to you I promise my parents were the same they were always complaining that they never saw me anymore but I couldn't help it I was the head manager of course I would be busy the following week was no exception I had to work later every night I really could do with an assistant I spoke to my bosses and they agreed that I could advertise for someone to help me. As I was sifting through the applications, one jumped out at me. It was from Patricia. I sent off an email asking her to come in for an interview the next day. The following morning, I sat in my office and waited for Patricia to arrive. The look on her face when she walked through my office door was a picture. I told her to take a seat and began to ask her some questions. Her answers were good, but there was no way I was giving her the job. At the end of the interview, I told her that we would get back to her, but as she was walking out of the office, I shouted to the receptionist, Send her a rejection letter, she's not the type that we want working here. Patricia turned around and looked at me, a disappointed look on her face. That will teach her from trying to sabotage my interview. But when I got home and told Edward and my parents what had happened, they weren't very happy. We are really disappointed in you for behaving that way.
1: Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P.
2: We ended up having a blazing argument. You're just jealous of me because I have such an amazing job.
3: We're not jealous. We're happy for you, but you're losing sight of what's important in life.
2: I stormed out of the house. How dare they speak to me like that? I know what's important. I ran behind the house and into the forest. I could hear my parents and Edward shouting to me to come back, but I just ignored them. I hate them. No way am I going back there. I ran further and further into the forest. It was really dark, and then it began to rain heavily. Suddenly, my foot slipped into a hole in the ground, and I tripped over. Everything went black. I woke up and looked around me. I was in the hospital. What am I doing here? The door opened, and a doctor walked in. Hello.
3: How are you feeling?
2: What am I doing here? How did I get here?
3: Some guy dropped you off here.
2: I realized that it must have been Edward that brought me here. Where are my parents?
3: I'm sorry, I have no idea.
2: I felt a bit upset that neither Edward or my parents cared enough to hang around to make sure I was okay. I guess they're still mad at me. Can I go home now?
3: We just need to do a couple of checks on you and then you can leave.
2: As soon as the doctor said I was okay to leave, I left the hospital and went straight to my parents' house. I walked up the pathway and knocked on the door. Who are you? I'm your daughter.
3: What? We don't have a daughter. What? We have a son.
2: My parents saw the look of shock on my face. You'd better come in. They took me into the lounge. On the sofa was a boy who looked exactly like me. We had the same hair color, the same eyes. He was my double, except he was a boy.
3: This is our son, Tristan.
2: I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Can I see my bedroom, please? My parents agreed to let me look, but when I opened the door, my room was different. All of my things had been replaced and the room had been transformed into a boy's room. There were no pictures of me anymore. Instead, there were pictures of Tristan. None of this made any sense. I knew that I had to get out of there and find Edward. He would know who I was. I made my excuses and left as soon as I could. I went straight to find Edward, but when I told him what had happened at my parents' house, he looked at me strangely.
3: I'm sorry, do I know you?
2: What is going on? Now Edward doesn't know who I am either. I pushed past him and into the apartment, but when I got inside, I got the shock of my life. Patricia was coming out of the shower. We both spoke at the same time. What What are are you doing doing here? I watched as Patricia reached out and held Edward's hand. Who is this stranger, babe? babe? My head felt like it was going to explode. As I looked around the apartment, it began to get even worse. There were photos of Patricia doing my job. There were posters and awards given to her for her work as head of the magazine. Rage began to build up inside of me. I lunged at Patricia and started punching her and kicking her. Get your hands off my man! I grabbed hold of her hair and scratched at her face. Suddenly, I felt Edward pulling me away from her.
3: Look, I don't know who you are, but you need to leave. Now!
2: I was distraught. I had no choice but to leave or they might call the police. I began to wander the streets aimlessly. This is crazy. What is happening? How can it be possible that my own parents and my boyfriend don't know who I am? I walked along the streets, tears rolling down my eyes. Have I traveled to a new universe like Alice in Wonderland? She fell down a rabbit hole and wound up in a parallel universe. Maybe I was never born in this universe. That's why my parents don't recognize me. And that's why Edward is dating someone else. But seriously? Patricia of all people? It's the only explanation. That's why Patricia got the job and not me. I walked and walked until eventually I could walk no further. I saw a sign. It said psychic. Maybe I should go in for a reading. I might get some answers. I went inside. Is it possible to get a reading now, please? The psychic nodded. She began to look into a crystal ball. You are lost. But if you wish to return to where you belong, you must go back to where it all began." When I heard her words, it gave me hope. I knew what I had to do. I needed to go back to the forest and find that hole that I fell down. I ran back to my parents' house and entered the forest behind it. I walked along the route that I had taken that fateful night. It wasn't long before I saw the hole ahead of me. Now, all I need to do is trip in the hole again and everything will be alright. I jumped into the hole as deeply as I could and tripped over. I felt the crack of my ankle and blacked out. When I opened my eyes, I expected to be in the hospital bed, back in my own reality. But instead, I was still in the hole. It was nighttime and all I could see was the starry sky above me. I was starving and it looked like my ankle was broken. Oh God, I'm gonna die here. No one knows where I am. I wished that I could see my parents and Edward. I missed them so much. I never should have said all of those mean things to them. I would do anything to see them again. Even Patricia's face would be a welcome sight right now. I spoke too soon. Patricia's face appeared through the hole. Trisha, oh my god, are you okay? Then Edward's face appeared, followed closely by my parents. They helped me out of the hole and took me to the hospital. The doctors told me that my ankle was broken and I had a concussion too. I must be back in my own universe. It worked. I explained to Edward and my parents how I had traveled to a new universe when I fell down the hole. But as I told my story, they all looked at each other weirdly.
3: Well, about that…
2: Edward told me that it had all been a trick.
3: You didn't travel to a universe where you hadn't been born. We, um, tricked you. Your parents pretended not to know you and I pretended to date Patricia. We photoshopped all the photos around the house. But what about Tristan? He's just a paid actor.
2: And the psychic?
3: That was just bad luck. We never wanted you to fall down the hole again. You could have broken your neck. We just wanted to teach you a lesson, make you realize what you were missing out on.
2: And Patricia, what about you? I'll never say no to in a few tricks on you. It was fun. I felt angry at first, but then I realized they were right. I was getting too caught up in work. I apologized and gave everyone a hug. Well, except for Patricia. She just cleared her throat and left the room.